Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Hello, my friends, to the Pure Hope Show. We are coming to you live from the Hope Interfaith Center in Mankato, Minnesota, and we are located at 114 Pole Road. And we have a wonderful, wonderful temple here that sits on a hill and shines forth much light and love. We always have many different events here, and we always tell people to join us whenever you can. So if you are ever in this area, please feel free to drop by and visit us. We would love to have you come. Jody, who is my assistant and my right-hand girl, she certainly will meet you and greet you at the door and show you around our temple. I'm so excited for this evening tonight. I know that last time when we gathered together, we had um, a mic problem, and we have a new setup this evening, and so we might perhaps be having some problems with our mic, but I realize that um, we are on an energetic wave of um, beauty and love, and so sometimes that happens to our program. So I thank you all for tuning in. We are... So wonderful to have a wonderful guest tonight. His name is Jeremiah Wrangler, and our topic tonight is oneness. Oneness is a phenomenon that is helping millions worldwide in their spiritual awakening. And this phenomenon seeks to alleviate human suffering at its roots by awakening humanity into oneness wherein every individual feels connected to all that is. So our hope this evening, Jeremiah's and mine is our hope this evening, is that you will be able to feel, at least begin to feel, that connection to all that is. Jeremiah will be speaking about his experience in this oneness, oneness phenomenon and about the avatars who have taught him how to make use of it. Jeremiah is an awakened teacher. I'm going to ask him that question about what is an awakened teacher. Um, He is an awakened teacher who has come to earth to teach those who are ready right now how to live free. Jeremiah believes in a world that has limitless possibilities and great opportunities, and yet the only limitations a person has are the ones that they place upon themselves or as we all know, that others put on us as well. Jeremiah is a teacher who helps people move beyond their physical, spiritual, or emotional limitations. He has dedicated his whole life. This is the reason why, of course, I choose many of the people that I've chosen is because I watch for that dedication piece, and he has chosen to dedicate his whole life to helping humanity become totally and unconditionally free. He does specialize in teaching people how to live in oneness, not just the mental aspect of it, but how to teach people live their daily life in oneness with their body, with their mind, and with their consciousness. So my friends, get a cup of tea, 
stay with us for the whole program. We will be trying to take phone calls. I don't know if that's going to work tonight, but we will be trying to take programs, um, telephone calls during this program. So if you do have a question or a comment or would just like to say hi to Jeremiah, this is the phone number to call. The number is 213-559-2974. Press the number 1 and Jody, because Tom is unable to be with us tonight. Once again, my um, wonderful assistant Jody um, will be taking your phone call, and she will be passing that phone call on to us. Once again, the number call is 213-559-2974. Press the number 1, and away we go. I'm going to start this program out tonight with um, uh, actually a a chant prayer that was given to me through the Oneness Blessing. I, myself, is a Oneness Blesser, and... um, it is in Sanskrit, and I will be first be ringing a singing bowl to set our intentions tonight. And, of course, I always mark the energy with the essence of love, with the essence of love. So um, I have my singing bowl right beside me, so just bear with me for a little bit, and we will see how this goes. Chatananda Parabrahma Rushutama Paramantma Sri Bhagavati Sumita Sri Bhagavate Namaha Let that energy come. We call in the divine. We allow our essence to be felt with each other in oneness. And so it is. Hello, Jeremiah. Welcome to our show tonight. Hello, beautiful Mother Hope. Thank you so much for doing this for all these people and for allowing me to share my way with you and everybody tonight as well. I'm so glad that you're on. Once again, um, the energy very feels very high. We're having some, uh, Jody was helping me right on, right before we got on the air to press all the right buttons to uh, get you and our uh, wonderful audience that listens to us together. So it's it's great to have you on the show tonight. You know, I, I wanted to let our guests know that I always... Um, invite people, as I said before, who've dedicated their whole life to spirit and 
dedicated their whole life to bring um, oneness to the planet, and and so I am so happy that you're with us. So, so let's begin by telling the audience a little bit about um, from your perspective and from your great knowledge, because I know that you're very active in the oneness movement, about the oneness movement and the avatars that started this movement. So can you tell us a little bit, Jeremiah, about it and uh, about the phenomenon? Yeah, absolutely. So the oneness phenomenon is over an 850-year-old phenomenon. It's been building building on the planet, much like you said at the beginning just a couple minutes ago that the uh, energy is very nice and as we continue to move on it's going to constantly build and build and build and uh, the oneness phenomenon came to the planet, like I said uh, over 850 years ago with uh, multiple avatars and what an avatar is, is uh, there's many different kinds of avatars there's mathematical avatars, spiritual avatars, technological and um, this one particular one is uh, each avatar comes with a specialty, and, and this particular avatar is the avatar of enlightenment. And much like Christ specialized in unconditional love and compassion, or Buddha specialized in, in causeless bliss and joy, each uh, great spiritual being, and each human being for that matter, has a specialty that they come to the planet with. And um, so in 850 years, uh, it's been building and building, and something happened in 1989 uh, where this phenomenon really exploded in southern India. And there's a man by the name of Sri Bhagwan and his wife named Sri Yama, who they're known as twin avatars, who live in southern India, who brought the oneness phenomenon to the planet. And it's kind of interesting in spirituality because it's myself, Years ago, you know, there's plenty of people that I look up to and people that I envy and want to be more like. And and my whole perspective on this whole oneness phenomenon shifted because before I, I went to India, I'm a very simple person. Uh, I don't really get caught too much up in concepts or beliefs. You know, for me, I'm very rooted to my heart. And either it feels right to me or it does not. It feels the truth or it's not. It flows or it doesn't. And... Uh, I went to India and I asked internally inside of me who this guy named Bhagawan is. He said, you know, many millions of people in India uh, know you. They, they say you're God, living and walking the earth. You know, If you're God, then you know me. Just show me who you are. And um, he gave me an experience of causeless bliss and joy. I, I can honestly say I've never felt if that's what bliss and joy is, which I've grown to know, uh, experience to know what it, what it is to be. I've never experienced that before, and since then, um, I became a devotee, and this phenomenon has completely changed my life. It's completely, constantly growing, and it's uh, it's actually not so much about these avatars. It's actually not so much about uh, this phenomenon. It's really about the individual and what the phenomenon can do for them. Mm-hmm. So when you say Jeremiah that he gave you this or he gave you this gift like can you explain to our audience how that is given or how that was given to you by the avatar Well the gift of feeling causeless joy for 45 minutes and being non-functional laughing 
you know, on the ground uncontrollably, no matter what. My mind tries to think of funny things that my body kept laughing to think of the worst things ever oh. and, uh, <laughs> I can ever think of on the planet. It had nothing, no effect of it. And so what he gave me, I just asked for the experience of, you know, show me what you are, who you are. I have no idea what happened. But okay. um, we did go through an initiation process to be able to give the, the oneness blessing. And, uh, or They call it Diksha in India, which is Sanskrit for benediction. And what happened in 1989 is Bhagavan's son, uh, his name is Krishna, he, uh, the golden ball appeared in front of him, and he saw this, and it entered, went into his body, went into his heart, and he told his father, Bhagwan, he says, there's this golden ball that entered right in front of me, and went into my heart, you know, and he thought you should know, because Bhagwan was actually a spiritual teacher, and he taught at the school, and he says, go over and give a diksha. Now, diksha, it necessarily isn't new. It's uh, usually a hands-on benediction. It can be given through the eyes, can be given through intention. Most common, giving hands-on um, most common in history by a master who would give only a diksha to his devotee or student who studied with him, like you said, dedicate their lives for at least 12 years, and then maybe after 12 years they would get one diksha, or maybe they wouldn't. That's uh, the, the, the rarity of this and the, and the power of this. And so Bhagavan told son Krishna, go give these three uh, head students uh, they had a specific name back in the day, but there's these three lead students that the school that Bhagavan taught at Southern India, go ahead and give them a diksha, and he gave them a diksha, and they went into extremely high state of consciousness. This is where I was speaking, the phenomenon exploded. These children went and gave the dikshas, these three children gave to the rest of the students that were going to the school. These students later would be known as the monks at the Oneish University, actually, and these students went home, the phenomenon itself spread where these guys were, this place called Satyaloka in, uh, in, in southern India. And it, the phenomenon, its presence actually spread. There's a famous story of these, these farmers that was driving in the road. It's a very poor area in India. He went into the energy field, basically got knocked out, ran in. He was a very slow tractor, ran into a tree. When he woke up, he became, uh, became enlightened. And just by mm. being in the energy field of it, and these children went home to their, you know, poor neighborhoods, wherever they grew up, these uh, very, very poor uh, place in India, they, they just were in such high states, being youthful children as they are, started touching people, uh, just touching them, not even giving deeps, just touching them, you know, people that were sick, diseased, ill, uh, all kinds of things became instantly cured, instantly healed, and the parents started freaking out, and they said, what the heck's going on with their kids? And they went to say, you know, tell Bhagwan, what's going on? Our kids are, all these miracles are happening. Is it normal? What's, what's this, you know, what's this all about? So Bhagwan said, okay, you know, it's too much, too quick. He dialed it back. And mm. I'll explain a little bit more um, what Amma Bhagwan are. You know, I, I said, they, you know, they, they wouldn't say they're gurus. They said millions of people, you know, on the planet see us as God. You know, we're not looking to start a new religion. We're not even looking to start a new belief system or anything like that. You can just can uh, see us as best friends, and we're avatars of enlightenment. This is what we came here to do. And as I've grown to know and study spirituality, and I'm always so concerned or focused on the best of the best, the highest of the high, the lightest of the light, I just personally want the most results in my life uh, with the least amount of effort and work and time. And I want to give that, share that to everybody as well. And 
there's many beings uh, that walk the planet that became awakened at a certain point. Maybe, maybe they became enlightened at a certain point. Maybe they became God-realized at a certain point. An avatar is much, much higher than that. The Amabogwan didn't come to this planet uh, to, you know, go through the spiritual awakening, enlightenment, God-realization. They're actually, I've grown to, to understand and know that they're actually only vessels. They're only vehicles for this thing called in India. They call it the Paramatma. And the Paramatma is what people know as spirit, uh, as the divine presence, the divine itself, uh, the light itself, God. You know, there's all kinds of words that we can label and put the mind, you know, the mind can put a label and word to. But what basically is, it's the unknowable, unmanifested, formless version of God. And it's completely limitless. And it can come through anything. Um, and it actually completely makes use of these things called avatars. If they're, if they're avatars. They're just bodies. They're a vehicle for this thing called the Padamatma that the oneness phenomenon flows through. And the whole work is so beautiful because it's not about you need to believe in Amabogawan, you need to do this new religion, you need to read this pamphlet, nothing like that at all, actually. It's that you are perfect exactly the way you are. We were living in a time called an Iron Age for the last 6,500 years. In December 21st, 2012, we shifted into a new age called a Golden Age where the species shift from the lowest level of consciousness where the average person is experiencing life disconnected from themselves, from the God within them, from the rest of humanity. And in the oneness age or in the golden age, uh, the average state of consciousness for anyone in the species is going to feel completely, totally connected with themselves, with, with that which created them, their divine, and the rest of humanity. And the oneness phenomenon is causing a shift of consciousness for the species doesn't matter if you're atheist, if you're religious, if you believe in it, don't believe in it. Everything is one, and that's a nice, uh, that's my experience. Uh, before, it was a nice spiritual concept, it was a spiritual teaching that I just simply didn't experience. I believed it, it resonated with me, but it wasn't my truth. Because of the one that's phenomenon for me and all kinds of shifts that I went through, this is my truth, this is what lives through me, this thing called the Paramatma only uh, flows through me and anywhere I go, in any situation, any conversation, actually. Mm. So, sometimes when people are using the word oneness, they have a hard time with that, with the definition of oneness. What would you call, or how would you give our audience the definition of oneness and what this means? That's a great question. Um, to be really 100% honest with you, I would tell you I cannot, just, I cannot define what oneness is. I can only okay. share with you my experience of oneness. Because mm-hmm. the way I look at it is like this. Uh, people, and I take myself into consideration for this, how I used to be and how I am now, there's, um, I kind of, I kind of, rate people and myself by, uh, by this. You can kind of measure yourself up for this. Um, people are maybe in just very general terms speaking, we can be at a lower level of consciousness or a higher level of consciousness. And more specifically, a lower level of consciousness, which means uh, technically the person is probably not in their heart so much. They probably don't breathe deeply so much. Uh, they, they, they don't have a, they have a lower level of awareness. 
somebody who has a higher level of consciousness, feeling their heart more, their body's more relaxed, they're breathing deeply, they have a greater amount of awareness. So it's not a judgment, it's just more of a technical assessment. So, mm-hmm. so the oneness phenomenon helps to show a person to go deeper and deeper uh, in within themselves, and the deeper somebody goes within themselves, the greater of awareness that they have. Um, sometimes I do this. <laughs> My wife's going to laugh, but uh, sometimes I do this uh, <laughs> where information flows through, and I forget what the original question was, but if you'd be so kind to... Uh, re- no, remind me okay. of the question section. Um, the definition of oneness, like what, mm. and, and to make sense, what you said is that you can't really give the definition of oneness as much as it is an experience of oneness that you had said. Yes. So, um, so what I and was, I also, I, yeah. go ahead. Oh, no, no, what I was going to say was, um, for myself, I'll speak for myself. When I was in a lower level, a greater, a lower level of consciousness, I had a, a less awareness than I do now. Oneness was the concept to me. It was a, a spiritual concept that wasn't my truth. That, like I said, resonated with me. And I could have told you, you know, five years ago what oneness was. It's this, 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 blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But now, um, I, what I would say is, what is oneness? Well, I could say all roads lead to oneness. I could say that oneness is what happens when you remove all of your thoughts, when you remove all of your concepts, all of your personalities. Uh, you can take away your physical body, take away any sort of limitation. What's left is oneness. I could say the opposite is with all of your thoughts, all of your problems, all of your obstacles, if you fully accept that, if you fully go into that, if you ask your divine, whatever the divinity flows through you, to fully connect to that, that also is oneness. So oneness is on one side of the spectrum, it's on the other side of the spectrum. Oneness is sunshine, rainbows, and butterflies. Oneness is also uh, war, violence. It's also actually everything that's on the planet. Um, It's not limited to anything, and it's not exclusive of anything, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, tell our listeners when you when I was reading before the introduction and said that you're an awakened one who has come here to teach the people who are ready. So, could you explain to our listeners what an awakened one is? What, you know, what yeah. that looks like or or what is an awakened one? What is that? So, in spirituality, there is different levels um, of consciousness. There's different stages of spiritual growth. And one very, I guess it might start from the beginning where there's a person and maybe they get some sort of hurt in their life. Well, I'll just back it up. So maybe this is, everyone's born and they're a child. When some, every one of us are a child, we're completely in one we're, we're born awakened, we're completely connected to spirit, the divine, that which created us, our parents, the universe, everything actually. And at a certain point of uh, our relationship, uh, of ourselves are growing, we, we get hurt mostly by the parents, and we become disconnected. From that time on, there's, uh, the ego starts uh, forming, we start feeling a sense of separation, 
Um, maybe at a certain point somebody wants to grow spiritually, so there's a spiritual seeker and a personality that develops. And uh, this is kind of known as an unawakened person. It's very natural. It's part of the, the whole conscious evolution. And when I'm speaking of being an awakened one, what happened to me, it wasn't anything that I achieved. I don't actually have, well, I do have a certificate, but I don't have something on the wall I can say, look, I'm awakened. This means this. I'm so special. This is that. It's actually uh, quite the opposite. It's that awakening happens to somebody. It's a neurobiological shift in the brain. A lot of people, what I found uh, in spirituality, see awakening as an end, as, um, you know, they, they kind of confuse it with enlightenment. And what, what awakening is, in my experience, is the beginning. It's not the end, it's actually the beginning. Uh, awakening is like this. If you know any martial arts out there, there's a white belt, a black belt, and then maybe second, third degree black belt, maybe up to something like a red belt or a 40-year-old master teacher, you know? Awakening is like you've been training for martial arts or maybe you're a spiritual person for some time, and at a certain point of your spiritual process, the divine, you can't do it, actually. You have to be brought through the doorways of, uh, of awakening, and it's a change in the brain, which means you have now the ability to see within yourself and stay within yourself, and you become like a black belt. Uh, in martial arts, black belts, uh, basically, the, the masters usually say, okay, now you're a black belt, great. Go start teaching the white belts now. And if you really, really want to become a teacher, you really want to understand and become a master, you need to teach it to others, you know? And mm-hmm. so what awakening is, for me, is the beginning. Uh, I can really start to grow now spiritually. Everything that I was running away from, everything I did not have the ability to see within myself, I didn't have the uh, ability to stay with all the hurts, all this, the charges, which is uh, unexperienced experiences now, there's nothing in the way of that. The doors of awakening is open. Now I have to start fully feeling all of the stuff I've been running away from when I was not awakened before, which is really kind of neat because the more I can stay with things and these uh, unemotional experiences or unexperienced emotions or charges become dissolved, become burnt off permanently which leads to enlightenment and which leads to God-realization. So awakening isn't some sort of special uh, thing. Yes, awakening has happened to me. But that means, in my experience, is uh, I have the ability to see and stay with, my, with myself, with whatever's happening in myself, without judging it and this and that. However, I do want to tell for you and all the listeners, not, you know, no two uh, leaves on a tree have the same pattern to it. No two thumbprints and human beings are the same. Well, no two awakenings are going to be the same. No two people are the same. No two experiences are the exact same. Um, so this is just what's unique to me, but kind of the definition of awakening is a neurobiological shift or someone has the ability to see and stay with whatever's happening inside. Uh, mine has been very unique. So the, the neurological awakening or the when the neurons start... Awakening, like in the brain, it is the consistency, would you say, holding a vibrational frequency within the consciousness on a consistent basis? Would you say that is what awakened means to you? Well, I could say that awakening from a neurobiological shift standpoint is when the the parietal lobes, the logic and reasoning part of the brain is very, very active in most people. When a person Mm -hmm. has a shift in consciousness, their left frontal lobe, 
instead of logic and reasoning and judging and all this stuff, that part of the brain gets kind of quieted down, and the left frontal lobe, the frontal lobe is mostly the left one, is how we experience life, uh, the experiential part. So in, in a way, awakening is kind of a shift from the masculine mm-hmm. energy more to a balancing feminine energy. Um, but it's not dominant feminine. It's actually more of a balanced person. So one way to look at it from a very scientific standpoint, which they've done, uh, they studied on many, many awakening beings and did cat stands before and after and during their awakening process, and they see that, uh, the, you know, two lobes of the brain, the parietal lobe shut down and the left frontal lobe opens up, turns on. Another way to say that is like if you have a ceiling fan, you're looking up uh, in the ceiling, and there's maybe five different, um, uh, what are those things called, sticking out of the, the fan, what are they called, blades, propellers, right? And you turn, for an unawakened person, the fan would be on high. So as you look up at that fan, you just look like, oh, it looks like there's just one big circle up there. It's, so, it's going fast, it's so high, you can't tell the difference, you know? For an unawakened person, it actually slows down the mind, like, I don't know, it's 0.8 seconds. It's not that very much, but it's very significant where you can start to see for an awakened person that, so an unawakened person would be, uh, no, look, there's, whole, there's one fan there, it's going really, really fast, only one blade, but if you slow down to a medium or low, you see, no, there's five separate blades. So an awakened person would have the ability to see the thoughts. Not having the thoughts become so automatic and, and keep most people, unawakened people, identify with, I am the thoughts. I am the thinker. And what oneness okay. teaches is, no, you are not that. What you, you, there's nobody home, actually, and this is a spiritual belief if it's not your experience, but for those who are experiencing it, there is nobody home inside. There's no one home. There's no one living in any human beings. That sounds weird or whatever, but there's no what, but there's a who. I take that back. I take that back. <laughs> there's no who, but there's a what. There's no who inside, but there's a what. Right. And what we are, right. what you are, what I am, is the space between the thoughts. And an awakened hmm. person can see this for themselves. They're like, they see that they are the space between the thoughts, not actually the thoughts for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that I, um, and I think I told you this, Jeremiah, that... When I received my first oneness blessing, which was from Christopher Emmanuel, that immediately something, I felt a shift. Something happened, and again, I don't know exactly how to define it or put it into words, but certainly when Christopher Emmanuel uh, came and who was a certified oneness blesser, and he just nonchalantly asked me if I wanted a oneness blessing, and of course, who would turn a blessing down? And so Christopher put his hands on my head and um, said a prayer and brought in the divine, and and something happened on that particular moment when he touched me, and. It was after that experience that I tell everyone that I immediately started looking for um, anyone who could teach me how to become a certified oneness blesser because I wanted to make sure that I would do this for my children and for my grandchildren. And so I have done it at family functions with my children and my husband and, and my grandchildren. And so for me, becoming a certified oneness blesser 
has certainly been a gift to um, to allow it, the divine just to come through me, just to come through me. So I that's how I got into the oneness phenomenon or this oneness movement. Did someone like did something like that happen to you when you became introduced to the oneness program or the oneness movement? Yeah, for me, what happened was, you know, I was at a point in my life where I just was completing a five-year apprenticeship with a, a gentleman in I was, uh, grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota, and he taught these professional athletes, uh, like Joe Maurer, the Twins. I don't really watch sports anymore. I think he still plays for the Twins, and Matt Burke used to be the center for the Vikings, and basically all these athletes, professional teams and everything. And I worked under this man for five years, being an apprentice, and he, he had some magic to him. He showed me a lot of different ways to actually heal and how to actually use the physical body and a little bit about mental training and very little bit about spirituality because he, he was open to it, but he wasn't a master into it. And he kind of turned me on to go learn about um, how to be kind of a master of the mind. And so I went to a international coaching school where I learned kind of NLP, hypnosis, quantum physics techniques, just how to basically use the mind, get to the root cause of why people are how they are and and after that I was I really felt like I really kind of went to the physical training I went and I got became an expert at that went to the mental training got became an expert but there was a spiritual component that I didn't have I wasn't a master of I wasn't uh I didn't have any teachers in my life uh to study with for, for a long time and so I actually uh hope the I sent an intention to the universe I literally just threw it out there I said I want to learn the most advanced energy healing of all space and time. I was very, very clear. And um, what happened was a week later, a good friend of mine who was also going to this place called the Meta Institute in uh, Golden Valley, Minnesota at the time, which is this coaching school that I was going, she went to the farmer's market, uh, Minneapolis farmer's market, and uh, this lady from Hawaii, of all places, came from Minnesota, I don't know how, I still don't know how that happened, but they know that I was, was <laughs> partly for me. And she went and got this thing called a Diksha, or a oneness blessing. And this lady was very technical with energy work. She taught so many different kinds of energy work. She was, I trusted her. She's worked at me many times. Um, but she said, Jeremiah, you've you got to get this thing called Diksha. I'm going to set it up, uh, set it in the event, you you got to get it. Like, just, it knocked me in my butt for two days. And this lady was like, wow. her energy work was like super, she had like super big energy muscles where she can take a lot and very, you know, been doing this for 40 years and she said, this thing knocked her on her butt for two days, you got to go. And so I went there, I was 26, I went to this place, I, at that time in my life I wasn't normally on time for things, for some reason I showed up a half hour early, um, I helped this lady set up and... I didn't know anything about India, really. Uh, I didn't know anything about this whole thing. And I was just chit-chatting with this lady, and she told me her story. And uh, long story short, there's a you know, lady named Ama I mentioned before. It was an avatar. I closed my eyes, and I said, Ama, you know, I would like to go to India and get this training. And then also, I don't know why I said it. It wasn't like I said it. It was just being said. And I opened my eyes. I was like, shoot, I'm like, what did I just say? What if I go to India? Started, the mind jumped in, started freaking out. And uh, basically... What at 45 minutes later, I got uh, my first deep shift from this woman, and first one this blessing, and 
she put, basically what happened was she put a seed into my body, is what it felt like, an energetic seed. And I was very hyper aware of my body. I don't know what it meant, kind of like you were saying, I don't know what happened, but something's happening, and it's very good. And, and what happened was the seed started to really grow, and I, I received four blessings from her uh, different times uh, within a couple weeks, and something cracked uh, in me. Something cracked in my in the mind, so to speak. It felt like it was in my head, but it was in the mind, and I, I had the ability to see in myself. And I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I didn't have the ability to stay with it. But finally, I got exposed. I got cracked open. The seed grew and cracked open, and I was exposed to an internal world that I did not know existed. And I had to go to India, which I did three months later for my first diksha. And I got. I had to find out what happened to me. What 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 is the thing that you what, what did you give me what what happened to me I'm I'm, I'm fascinated I I must know. How old were you when that happened, Jeremiah? I was 26 at the time. 26. Okay. And were you searching? Do you think you were searching for something that would crack your world wide open? And well, yeah. I mean, to be really honest with you, I. I if you would ask me, the 26-year-old, I wanted the most advanced energy healing of all time and space to help people. I heard stories growing up uh, about Christ, you know, the, called the laying of the hands, and that just resonated with me. It's like, that's what I came here to do, and I don't know how to explain that. Nobody else around me does that. Um, no, nobody really shut me down when I shared that, but nobody really supported it and, and, and guided me in. And that's what I would have said back then. And so I go to India and I say to Bhagawan, show me who you are. He shows me uh, by giving, by uh-huh. through an experience. And I had many experiences and I realized what I went there for, I got way more. And it, that wasn't even it, you know. It's, uh, I realized, so I told you that story where it came out, It found, I put my intention out to the universe, the universe answered. But the reality, to be really honest with you, is uh, this is something that I chose to came here. This is why I came here to, to do so, of course, this whole time I was really waking up, so to speak. I was searching, but what I was searching for was, what I was searching for was equally searching for me. And when it hit and when it happened, I realized I was what I was looking for. Yeah. Which is really powerful for me. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think that is the truth, is that... Um, when you're looking for something, that same thing is looking for you. And then when you come to that point when you realize, oh, I see, I see, it's the real me that's been looking for me all along. It's the real me that's been looking for me all along. <laughs> well, I know that through the oneness, um, when I went through the oneness blessing um, and became a certified oneness blesser, we had a lot of uh, meditations that we went through. And so I was wondering if you would be willing to give our guests some uh, type of meditation that you'd be willing to take them through. I would be honored to do that right now. Okay, I would love that. So the first thing I would have everybody do is just sit in a comfortable, in a sacred position for you. Not necessarily, you don't have to do any certain hand mudras or positions. You don't have to go in full lotus. Just comfortable and sacred. And what I mean by sacred is if God itself, if your divine, whatever that is personally to you, were to 
physically show up in the room you're at right now and to come right in front of you, stand right before you or kneel right before you and give you whatever you have been searching for or whatever you really want or whatever you really need, what position would you put your body in to receive from your divine, from God itself? So put your body in that position first. And then relax your body as much as you can. Deepen your breath. It is really hard, if not almost impossible, to receive divine grace or higher consciousness, connect to your own higher consciousness, if your body is so tense and if you're holding your breath. The breath is actually the key. One thing you must know is your heart survives off oxygen. One thing you might not know is the mind survives off carbon dioxide. So when you're holding your breath, when you're breathing shallow, the mind is going to be more active. And the mind's job is to pull you away from your heart. It's not wrong. It's not a bad guy. It's just what it does. It's its job. When you're in the heart, when you relax your body, deepen your breath, your heart's job is to dissolve whatever you're resisting and burn off any uncomfortable sensations and emotions, not by going away from it, by going deeper into it, by relaxing into it. So relax your body as much as you can. Relax your face, your neck, your hands, your whole body. Deepen your breath and shift your focus inward into the center of your chest. Keep your breath deep. And whatever the divine is to you, whether it's formless or whatever it takes on a form, whatever, if it's clear to you or unclear, it does not matter. The image that you have of God itself is not God. It's not the image. It's the presence. So ask for that divine presence to come into your house, into the room you're in, completely fill up that room. Ask the divine to come, your divine, to come into your heart, completely filling you up and surrounding you with gold and light and white light. All you have to do is receive in order to receive, you must be open. So just relax as much as you can, even deeper. Breathe even deeper. Focus inward. And just feel, experience whatever's happening now. Maybe you're having the time of your life and you're laughing uncontrollably like a little kid. Maybe you have some sort of deep suffering inside. You're feeling loneliness, emptiness, hurt, anger, pain. Whatever is there is supposed to be there. There's absolutely nothing wrong with what's happening inside. Whether the mind calls it good, bad, right, wrong, comfortable, uncomfortable, Oneness is 
all that is. And if you can just connect or ask your divine for the ability to connect to yourself, ask your divine to be permanently connected to it. You can ask your divine to move into your heart permanently. If you're so bold and so brave and you're ready, you can ask for your divine to take over in every aspect of your life. And for the remainder of this call and the remainder of the night, just want you to sit comfortably, really listen. If you have a question, ask your question. You know, call in if the four minds are working. Just follow your heart, follow your truth, and just remain relaxed and breathe deep. And if you'd like, you can express gratitude to your divine being with you always. Even when you are so hurt and you are disconnecting from it, which is nothing wrong, there's no judgment, the divine is still there for you. You can even ask to be connect to your disconnection. And whenever you're ready, if you'd like, you can just gently open your eyes or remain with your eyes closed. I'll give them back to you, Mother Hope. Okay. I would like to remind our listeners that if you would like to call in to make a comment to Jeremiah or to ask a question about becoming a oneness blesser or you perhaps have a question for Jeremiah and his work that he does on the planet, you certainly can call in at 213-559-2974 and press 1. Okay, I'm going to ask what I would call a planetary question. And so what do you think is the purpose of reincarnation? And I guess it, maybe it's a twofold question. And do you think that we have the opportunity in this lifetime to ascend beyond our personal or planetary karma? That's a very, very good question. I'm glad you asked me. Um, what do I think is the purpose of reincarnation? Well, from what I see and what I experience and what I've been shown is there's this thing in this universe called karma. And I think there's 64 different kinds of karma, but for the simple purposes, there's this thing called positive karma and negative karma. And they're like two separate bank accounts. And for somebody to get, accumulate negative karma, they have to cause hurt to themselves or others. And this is something that uh, every being is a part of while they're in this universe, is 
there's positive and negative karma. You, you hurt, cause hurt to yourself or others. You accumulate in a, like a negative bank account like that. If the opposite of positive karma or negative karma is positive karma, and to accumulate that, you help yourself or help others. So this isn't something that God itself gives you as negative karma. Uh, this is something that you accumulate. Now, that's during this life. But before we're born, we get to choose the lessons we want to learn. You know, we get to pick our parents, and we get to choose these certain lessons, and there's a, there's a lot of more things that go to it, but we sit down one-on-one with our divine, and we get to choose. Uh, we want to learn unconditional love or acceptance or forgiveness or compassion, so we actually choose a lot of our negative karma, and it could be in the form of a disease, could be in the form of uh, bad relationships, could be in the form of financial obstacles, anything actually that's would be considered negative or uh, obstacle or problems in life, uh, physical, uh, psychological, or spiritual. And that's, I love karma, actually. Karma is a teacher, and life itself is a teacher. I have no problem with negative or positive karma. Um, it's just that hurt people cause more hurt in life, and happy people cause more happiness to others. So when we uh, sit down with the divine, we get to choose, you know, these lessons in our lives, and then we do this thing called a life preview, where the divine shows us everything that happens in our lives. Then we become born, then uh, go through our lives, and and then we, you know, die, and and in between the lives, when we transition from the physical uh, physical world, every so often we get these things called uh, coincidences, or uh, deja vu, and what that is is a remembrance of the life preview. We've actually seen it before, you know, experienced it before on some level, and when we die... Right then and there, wherever you are, the divine comes and gets you, and you do a life review. So you do a life preview before you take birth, and a life uh, review when we um, transition from the physical to non-physical. And if we learn the lessons, um, if we learn the things that we wanted to learn or needed to learn, then we kind of move on to higher levels of consciousness, which is infinite. There is no limit to consciousness. And uh, so what do I feel about reincarnation? The purpose is, is to learn. And it's not uh, to be harsh, it's not to be, uh, it's just to really have the experience, you know. Before there was duality, there was oneness. And there was the all that is, or God. And after so many thousands or millions or billions of years of being the same thing, it gets kind of bored. And they wanted to experience all these infinite things. So we experience duality, we experience suffering, we experience all these things. But now we're returning back into oneness and, and what's, if you ask me, the biggest part of the thing that's doing that is the oneness phenomenon is causing people to awaken and to see, oh, my God, there's this inside of me. Oh, my God, I, I have this disease. And I look deeper inside of me. I, I actually want that disease because I want attention because I don't know how to get it any other way. Um, and people, you know, even though it's negative, that's the only way I can experience love, but it's actually not love. It's pleasure because I don't get sick anymore and people don't pay attention, so... To, to be able to see these things um, and to become healed from it because if you help others, you actually can accumulate negative karma and you can actually uh, withdraw that and say, please heal me from this. You can help others in different ways and or help yourself and uh, you can withdraw from your positive bank account and, and get, get, increase more money and different things like that, a better relationships. You can ask for awakening, enlightenment, God realization. So... Um, 
in awakening, this has been my experience, that I've ex- part of the process to become awakened is to see all the hurt you caused to others and all the hurt others caused you. And you ask you, the divine to let me fully experience the hurt that I've been running away from that I've caused others. Let me experience the hurt that others caused me. Let me, uh, give me the ability to forgive. I don't have forgiveness. You must give it to me and spill it into me and so I can forgive others. And Which all this, by the way, is positive karma. Uh, experiencing the hurt inside fully is positive karma. Releasing um, a negative energy to hold it onto is positive karma. Um, as a person grows and awakens and they start to become a happy person, the kind of a world-class citizen, they actually create more positive karma. That affects all of their personal relationships, their business relationships, their family relationships, every single relationship to nature, everything. And the more awakened people, which I think at this point there's about 2.1 million people on the planet that are awakened now, that are starting to go on this journey very, very quickly. Um, this is in, what, 2014? 2013, there was like uh, 900,000 at the end of the year. 2012, at the end of the year, there's there 385,000. Beginning of 2012, there was like 10,000. 2011, there was like 4,000. 2010, there was like less than 200. So it's it's crescendoing up very, very, very quickly. So I feel the more people uh, grow in their level of a consciousness or awareness, they start to see more of what's happening inside of themselves. They start to stay with it. They actually burn off that karma for them, which, by the way, the karma isn't limited to that human being. The karma that flows to the parents flows to the child. The karma that flows to the ancestors mm-hmm. flows to the parents and flows to the child. So that's the misconception about awakening. It's not like uh, somebody who's really poor and they win the lottery and say, screw, screw you, everybody, I quit this job, I'm leaving all you people. You know, it's like quite the opposite. You become awakened, you have to actually happen, it has to happen through your parents. And you need your parents' blessing for it. You need the, the relationship with your parents to be healed at some point. Uh, which you can't do, no, no child can do, and it has to be given to the child by the divine, by higher consciousness. And you need the blessing of the ancestors. You actually need to pray for your ancestors' liberation, your parents' liberation, as the child. From, and the divine can do it. You cannot do it. The mind can't do it. Spiritual concept, uh, personality can't do it. Thoughts can't do it. Only the divine can. You can ask the divine for this to happen. And the divine can show you why you have negative karma. The divine can... Uh, help clear negative karma as well. So I do feel uh, incarnation, reincarnation is to learn. And do we have the opportunity to send our personal and planetary karma? Uh, 100%. That's what the, the golden age is all about. And that's what the oneness phenomenon is here to do, actually. Just very directly. Hmm. Well, we have a couple of phone calls for you, Jeremiah. So I'm going to connect first to Colleen. Let's see if this works here. Hello, Colleen. Hi, Tiana. Are you on, Colleen? Hi. Yes, I am. Do you have a message or comment or question for Jeremiah? I do. I was wondering if, uh, Jeremiah, you will be offering any um, classes to become a oneness blesser. Yes. Well, hi, first of all, Colleen. Um, Hi. We do. We are, right now we're currently working on uh, updating the website to have all the information. But right now, probably the best way to find our information is uh, facebook.com slash intraawareness. That's the name of our company is I-N-T-R-A, awareness. So two A's, A-W-E-R-E-N-E-S-S. 
So Intro Awareness um, or IntroAwareness.com. And we do a couple times a year offer all the Oneness Awakening courses to initiate people. Um, we do that locally in Minnesota, but we also travel around. We get invited to go um, actually even internationally in, in different states to do courses. So we're going to be um, within a few weeks really launching the new website to have all the information and all the courses that we're going to be doing. Um, we also offer different courses to uh, have people, whether they're interested in becoming a blessing giver or not, to how to make full use of the phenomenon in their lives. This phenomenon is uh, basically a key it's literally a key that's unlocking the doors to higher consciousness within the person through uh, wealth consciousness, health consciousness, uh, through relationships, through higher consciousness. And so we actually have courses coming up to, to teach people how to do that as well. Wonderful. Okay. Well, I will... And I uh, would like to invite Jeremiah back to the Hope Interfaith Center, Colleen, because we have had to initiations here at the Hope Interfaith Center. So if you like that information as well, we could make sure that you connect with Jeremiah and um, and we at the Hope Interfaith Center can connect with Jeremiah and maybe have him come here to do an initiation for um, many of you that have been interested. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah. I'm here to serve whatever you guys need. That's, that's where we're at at this point is we're, trying, we're really trying to uh, reach out to people and what do you need and we're going to find a solution for that. We're going to give you an answer for that. You can, we're, we're focus is, our focus is to upgrade you know, your problem to a better solution and we can do that in a multitude of ways. So. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time and listening to my question. Okay, thank you very much. Nice meeting you. You as well. Thanks, Colleen. Namaste. Okay. I have a message here. Um, I believe it's from Dick and Linda um, Schmelter, S-C-H-F, <laughs> from Wisconsin, and they have they gave Jody a note, and Jody gave me the note, and they wanted to thank you, Jeremiah, for all that you do, and that they are looking forward to talking to you tomorrow night. Very cool. Thank you very much. Um, that's that's one thing. Hope that we're starting to do is we're we're trying to uh, become a greater service, not only to the divine but to humanity. And we're starting that through our friends and family and neighbors. And so tomorrow night, actually each Wednesday night for the past month, and we're gonna because we're getting such good feedback, we're doing these live stream events again. It's live stream um, slash intro awareness. And we're kind of doing what you're doing right now with a radio show. This is a live webcast where we give updates on the miracles that are happening in our lives to the, the people that we're working with and what are the latest courses that we have. Also, um, a lot of questions and answers, too, so people can ask directly whatever questions you have. You're going to get a, a very strong answer from, from the divine going through. So the, the live stream is the intro awareness. So you can Google it. You can look up live stream dot com slash intro awareness i n t r a a w a r e n e s s very helpful i'm going to ask one another question that and i'm sure this isn't the first time that you've heard it jeremiah because i have heard it is that 
many people have said to me that the oneness movement and the oneness phenomenon is a bit of a hoax and don't get involved. What would you say to uh, those people who have perhaps heard that as well? What would you say to them? Well, to be really honest with you, I, I always have an individual conversation with anybody, you know, uh, infinite amount of things can come out of my mouth or different directions to go, but um, if somebody, mm, I guess, is they want to really have a conversation and learn something about it or process it or have a concern, I would definitely have a conversation. But if somebody says it's a hoax, it's a cult, it's about money, this and that, um, it really doesn't do anything for me uh, negatively. I, I don't have a problem to it. I don't actually have any... That's the beautiful thing for my experience about the oneness phenomenon. What it did for my life is I have no resistance to anything in life, actually. So somebody can come and say, this is the worst thing ever, this, 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 and I, you know, they just want to throw insults or just speak their truth, and no, no worries, that's fine. If they want to have a conversation, I'd have a conversation with them. Um, to be really honest, I'm really focused on why I came here to do. I, I'm, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is to create a world with limitless possibilities and resources for everyone to live in, which is also known as this thing called the golden age. In order for me to do that, I feel I have to, uh, the suffering of humanity needs to end. In order for that to happen, people need to learn how to use the bodies that they live in. They don't know how to use. They need to understand how to make use of the mind that uses them, unless you know how to use it, and how to use this thing called consciousness that created, you know, the the person, uh, created you as the individual. So um, the one this phenomenon I use interchangeably with my, also I've been personal doing uh, corrective exercise, personal training for over 16 years. I've uh, developed nutrition programs and a nutrition system. So I work with new people that as well. I work with uh, emotional, psychological. Basically, I'm the whole package, and I work with the whole thing. And I integrate everything that I do without compartmentalizing everything. What you see is what you get, and uh, you get the whole package for me when I work with somebody. So if somebody simply isn't called to that or isn't interested in that, I have no problem. I'm too, to be really honest, I'm too busy focusing on helping people who are uh, ready to receive my help and who are open to receiving my help. If somebody's not called to it, I would absolutely say, you know, if you're in your heart and this isn't called to you, please don't do this, you know. I'm not going to go to a restaurant that I don't feel called to or go to a movie that I don't want to see. I'm not going to wear certain clothes or drive a certain car or drink certain things that I don't want because that's just what I, you know, feel. So I always encourage everybody to follow their truth. But, beautiful but that being said, the oneness phenomenon is the real deal. It brings up, uh, to be really, really blunt, whatever is in between you and God is going to come up. And that's fear. It brings up tremendous amounts of fear. And that's why I have no problem when fear comes up for people um, because I have no problem with fear. You know, if I see fear, I'd kiss it in the face. I would give it a foot massage. I would you know, throw rose petals at its feet. I have no problem with fear. Um, that's just my own experience. You can't say that for every awakened person, every one that's blessing giver, uh, anything like that, any spiritual person. That's just me. I can only speak for, you know, my truth, but I have no problem with, uh, uh, any, any sort of thing, any uh, objection, any resistance. Actually, to be really honest, um, part of the things that we do is when we do open events or, or public events, we actually set a specific amount of time, like a third, sometimes a third of the amount of time for our program for 
for any of these um, people who are skeptics, who are critics, who are resistant to what this is, who are like naysayers, who don't believe it, please, why don't you guys, you know, ask questions now? And why don't you come first? Because in my heart, uh, because I have a, a greater level of awareness than I used to have, and, and in my experience and in a lot of people around me, I have the ability to see into people. And so when somebody lashes out, when somebody's really angry, I know they're not getting their needs met. I know they're not getting heard. I know that a lot of light that's coming through me is what they really, really want. And I have no competition with that. I actually want that for them. So I, I enjoy the squeaky wheels, you know. They need oil first, you know. I, actually, I, have more, I usually have more time as long as somebody is truly willing and open to, to receive in the divine grace, to receive in my help. I'll actually might even cater to them first if they're really, really, if they just want to pick a fight, you know, well, there's nobody inside of me to fight, so you, you need two, two people to fight, so I won't be able to work that way. But, um, but I, I really like that um, when people speak up, and I usually tend to them first because I see that there's a little child inside of them that needs more love and attention than everybody else, and nobody in their life has really given it to them. And I have the ability, because my child is completely connected to the, my, to the divine, and I have the ability to teach that to other people, too. So I just simply have no resistance. I love that answer. <laughs> I love that answer because there, when you say there's nobody in there that you can offend, and so I can't be offended, <laughs> so send me the squeaky wheels and I will just love them. And that is what the divine, that is what the divine does. So. <laughs> I and love that about you, not, Jeremy. I'm not so, thank you. I'm, I'm just not such a great person where I can do that. I'm such a great saint or this person or a guru. It's, what happened was all the things that was in the other person to me became healed. And like the, the squeaky wheel in me it was, is now connected to God. The one that lashed out is now connected to God. The one that, uh, you know, the, the needs are, are met now inside of me. And, and, and so that's what it is. And actually... Uh, in oneness itself or in spirituality for whatever reason that's kind of my specialty actually is people who lash out or people who are most uh, aggressive or angry or hurt or whatever they actually somehow seem to find me and if they can stand to be around me for uh, so long something breaks never me that breaks because what I do is I go deep I relax my body exactly what I shared with you guys I'll tell you my secret is I relax my body as much as possible. Yes, there's a, a crazy sensation. There's a, an experience inside of which you It's what's called a charge. And it's what they're feeling. They just don't know how to handle it. But I do. And how to handle it is to relax as much as you can, to breathe inward into the center of your heart, exhale deeper into the center of your heart, inhale deeper. I, go, I do that infinitely in every one of these situations. And I actually do it in every aspect of life. And what happens is if a person can stand around me for, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes, and they can lash out, do everything they want, they're going to break. And what happens, what breaks is, what breaks is the wall of resistance that they have. What breaks is what the mind is holding on to that is causing them suffering. That's what actually breaks. And what happens is divine grace flows through them then, and they get what they, what they were looking for, what they wanted, and what they needed. So kind of a specialty and oneness that way where I kind of get the squeaky wheels or the loose cannons or whatever. Not 100%, but that's just one been my experience. And the ones that, you know, stick around, they have they get become transformed and they, they get what they want. You know, they, they don't have to come to me to get it. They, they get it within themselves. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I would like you to give our audience a number, Jeremiah, of where they could get a hold of you if they had more questions about the oneness movement or indeed also about your personal work of nutrition and helping them get through those obstacles. Could you give that to our audience now? And we'll make sure also we have it on our website and they can call us at the Hope Interfaith Center. But if you give that to them now, perhaps they can get a paper and pencil and write that down. Absolutely. So the best way to get a hold of me for cell phone is 612-221-5401. Again, that is 612-221-5401. And again, you can also check out introawareness.com or facebook.com slash introawareness. We also have it on the live stream. The Facebook is the, the best one right now because it has uh, our website, has the live streams, has the majority information that people can check out and we can connect with. Great, great. Well, thank you, Jeremiah. This has been a blessing and a joy to talk to you this evening. And I want to thank you for sharing with our audience tonight all of your experiences. And just as your friends who called in from Wisconsin, because to walk out into the arena of of this planetary system and to say, um, I want to dedicate my whole life to making the world a better place. I don't hear that as often as I perhaps would like, and so it's just been a joy to talk to you. Um, I want everybody to know I know Jeremiah because he has been to the center a couple times to to do workshops here, and so you too, my friend, are the real deal. So I thank you for doing this with me tonight. Well, I just have to thank you. I feel like a lucky one and a spoiled one because, you know, the deepest gratitude in my heart. I love you so much and, you know, the, the warriors that are, are really doing it. And I just you know, I want to tell, you know, to everybody, thank everybody for being on the call today. I really want to thank Jody because she's super awesome as well. And, you know, I, I want people to be inspired by this. I want people to turn around, turn inwards and directly ask you to line to show you uh, why you came to this planet. You know, this is the golden age now. It's December 21st, 2012 is when it started. We have to create it. We all need to become clear with why we came here to do. What we came here to do, our life's purpose, is exactly the same thing that brings us the most amount of joy, most amount of happiness that lights us up as human beings. So I hope that everybody on this call becomes inspired, that uses us as resources, go to the Hope Interface Center, it's uh, just, you know, God, I love you so much, Hope. <laughs> I love you so much for what you're doing. And let me know how I can be of more service for you and, and, and your community. And, you know, this, we need more people like us. We need more people like you guys on the phone. Uh, you know, even if the world's not ready for us yet, this is, what's, this is the future. This is what's changing. This is what feels right. And keep doing it. You know, don't let any obstacle get in the way. Always ask your divine to uh, remove remove obstacles or to move through it. So thank you very much. I'm just so blessed to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremiah. I would like our audience just for a moment just to take a breath and relax and just listen perhaps to these last words because these words are for you. 
In this moment, perceive your vibration as the presence of oneness. For this is who you are. Your sense of this will enhance as you continue to focus your attention upon love. When you focus your attention elsewhere into the illusion of lower frequency, thoughts, the sense of your own divinity essence becomes diminished. So now, once again, let's all place our attention on the truth of who we are. That you are the energy of the divine. Allowing that energy of the divine to come through you. Perhaps we will not abandon this truth again. And if you do, just come back. Just come back home to your own heart. Your beautiful, beautiful heart. And just say these words to yourself. I am the light. I am essence. I am consciousness. And I am bliss. For I am the light. I am essence. I am consciousness and bliss. I am the light. I am essence. I am consciousness. And I am bliss. Namaste, my friends. Thank you for joining us tonight, and please let others know about this blog talk radio show. Like us on Facebook, pass the light on to the world around you. Until we meet again, I namaste you all. I namaste you all. Thank you for being with us tonight, and may um, you be living a happy, long, precious life as we continue to move forward. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Rev. Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.